Ahoy there. And welcome to the Astrology Oddcasts. I need to not fiddle this week. Heidi last week was like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you banging around? So I won't be banging around, but I do have my notes, obviously. So we are between eclipses and it feels that way a little bit. How, how are you all doing? Obviously, this is for Instagram, but still, if you're listening to the pod, do let me know. There's not a whole lot to say apart from Pluto is stationing retrograde and there's a lunar eclipse in Scorpio coming up next week. So much like the podcast from two weeks ago, I kind of be looking at I will be looking ahead to the eclipse because from the weekend, I imagine that's everything. That's all everyone is going to be talking about. Oh, hello. People are commenting on Insta. I'm probably going to have to re-record this bit because I've tripped up twice. Uh, oh my god it's you know what i think recording with a live audience would be nice then if you fluff it you just have to carry on but what i want to talk about today is a lot of mercury retrograde and what that has looked like um and how i'm working with it because i feel like i'm definitely making a concerted effort to do mercury retrograde things and yes it is normal for you to be questioning all your work and life choices somebody's just asked on instagram and I'm going to discuss that. I'm going to discuss what I'm doing because we've still got another fortnight of Mercury retrograde. So there's still a lot of insight to get there. And of, cl- of course, Pluto stationing retrograde. Because when Pluto stations, that for me, of all the planets, even more than Mercury perhaps, when Pluto changes direction, things get a little bit wild. And remember that Pluto is the planet that rules the sign of Scorpio have a lunar eclipse in Scorpio so it's extra platonic plutonic not like pals good pals though it could be although you probably wouldn't be pals after the lunar eclipse because it is it's very interesting and I I think I said this last week I thought the lunar eclipse in Scorpio was going to be savage in 2022 but it wasn't it was great so we'll see anyway I'm going to switch off the IGTV now and crack on with making the pod potentially going to re-record an intro Maybe I'll just roll with it. Um, but I'm going to dig into that, into Mercury retrograde and Pluto and then all the other aspects. But there's there's a few minor things where I can give you hints and tips for the day. I thought on Sunday, Sunday really mapped out last week as I thought it was going to. And I do like having this daily, daily little bits of, you know, this is a good day for work. You might want to chill today vibes. So we'll be doing that too. See you in the pod shortly. Hello and welcome to the Astrology Oddcast. Maybe you saw my little intro on Instagram and I am going to start again here because first things first, didn't expect this, but I think we should just take a few breaths. Maybe you want to pause the pod because we won't just leave dead space in there, but at least take a, take a breath. Because the energy between eclipses, the energy of where we are right now is is het up and it you it might not be visible in your life. You might just be rolling. I know a lot of people, a lot of my astrology friends, you know what we're like, rolling WhatsApp saying, how did you find the eclipse? Was it good for you? Was it bad for you? And a lot of people are reporting a big energy buzz and they really liked it, a sense of urgency, a kind of prioritizing what they needed to do. And what they needed to let go of just more clarity like I you know on the event that I made if you saw on Instagram I said um, if you're stuck in the elevator you know you're at a moment of crisis you've you've been faced with a horrible diagnosis and ending 
a something that puts everything into perspective. You know, you're worrying about this and that. And then big things happen to us, all of us, now and again, that go, oh my God, fuck, like, why would I care about that when it doesn't matter? I've just given it too much priority. And there's been something about the eclipse. It's like, okay, just let go, forget that. And let's focus on what matters. And now we are between eclipses. We have the solar eclipse and then we have a lunar eclipse a fortnight later. Eclipses always operate in pairs, sometimes in threes, just from the, the maths of how everything lines up. So there'll be a solar followed by a lunar or a lunar followed by a solar. And you can read into that. This time with solar followed by lunar. Solar is initiative, beginnings, it's a new moon, and it took place at the North Node. So the North Node is a place where we are going. It's a beginning. Uh, a solar eclipse is also a beginning. So it's a big beginning vibe. Also, it was in Aries, the first sign of the Zodiac. So we've got begin, begin, begin there. The lunar eclipse is at the South Node, which is kind of like the dregs, you know, where you want to let go. And it's in Scorpio, which could, if we wanted, be described as the gutter. <laughs> if we... Very much. Look, we've all got Scorpio on our charts. I'm not being mean Scorpio here. I'm just saying that Scorpio does hold on for too long. It is a fixed sign. There are three, four fixed signs, three different modes. So we have cardinal signs, which begin. They get the energy of initiating, the energy of getting things going. We have mutable signs, which is the energy of changeability and flexibility. And then in the middle of that, we have fixity. And so if you think we have April, which is cardinal, May, which is fixed, and June, which is mutable, pretty much, you know, Aries, Taurus, Gemini. Aries begins, Taurus maintains, Gemini lets it all go so that we can begin again with Cancer, because Cancer is cardinal. And we have fixity in Scorpio. So Scorpio is about emotional, water, it's a water sign. Fixity, so loyalty. But therefore, when you have an eclipse in Scorpio or any of the fixed signs, but particularly Scorpio, and particularly because it's a full moon as opposed to a new moon, the full moon means the moon is probably stronger. Although it is arguable that a new moon eclipse, the moon is stronger than the sun, because if you think about it, the sun is shining and then the moon comes along in front of it and puts the sun out. So you get left with no light. So it's like, ha. You know what? If you don't deal with your subconscious, it's going to come and block out your vital energy. So there is an argument there that perhaps at a solar eclipse, the moon is bringing a reset, an energetic reset where the subconscious comes up and says, yo, I'm putting this out. I'm moving past. A lunar eclipse is the other way where we have a big full moon and she's illuminated by the sun's rays and you've got a whole side of the moon lit up in the sky. And that is when we see our emotions. That's what a full moon is about. The moon in astrology is our inner realm, our sensitivity, our innermost feelings. And at a full moon, those feelings come out and they're like, yo, <laughs> and they dominate. And that is why there's always so much activity and people are fighting and falling in love and declaring their feelings. It all comes out at the full moon. But at a lunar eclipse, the shadow of the earth gets in the way and changes the color of the moon so that actually the, the emotions aren't seen in such full brightness but there is a kind of resetting then like I always say it's like a defibrillator you know when some when you reset you you turn your phone off when it's been faulty and then you it turns back on and it's working again so it's like something was off and then you have to reboot and the lunar eclipse will reboot or bring to light feelings feelings um I 
really should be talking about this next week, but I do think that everyone will be going on about it in advance because it's so big. And we are in the middle of two eclipses. So it's just worth understanding what they both do, the solar and the lunar, because they're big resets and things that were hidden come up. So any emotional issues that you've been avoiding or life issues, big life choices, it's all it's all coming up into focus. And by coming up, I just mean that, you know, there's things that we ignore or go, oh, deal with it later, deal with it later. It could be a health issue. Could be your tooth, you know, like, oh, my tooth's sniggling. And then and then in the next two weeks, it's like boom. Um when my sister had her baby, you know, I was saying the baby's gonna be born at the full moon, baby. And they they, you know, think I'm just talking astrology stuff. And then the, the midwife said it when she was at one of her appointments, because obviously all midwives know that none of them want to work on the full moon shift. And they told me, like, you know, like, oh, yeah, the midwife said nobody wants to do the full moon shift. I was like, yeah, I know. Been telling you for a few years. No one listens. Nobody cares. You guys care. They do care, really. They're just, you know how it is. You know what the muggles are like. <laughs> they're, they're, then they won't be muggles for much longer. Everyone's getting on board with us and that being said as the americans say they say that a lot i watch a lot of video <laughs> you know with youtube videos or i don't know coaching courses that they're always like and that being said i'm like i don't think the english say that as much as the yanks anyway i'm putting together the community which i've been talking about for many 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 years but i'm like diligently focusing on it all the time brain is thinking like what we're going to call it when are we going to do it how much to put in don't want to overwhelm people we need to offer value like literally just formulating formulating like a good mercury retrograde in taurus practical issues thinking about it i think that's all i have to say about that <laughs> because look with pluto stationing retrograde in aquarius aquarius is about community isn't it but Aquarius is also about levels within that community because it's an equal sign and not every not everything is equal. And people are giving me feedback saying, you know, they've been into astrology for ages and they want to be in a community where they can talk to people who know a bit more. But then at the same time, I want something inclusive for everyone. But how do you make it valuable for everyone? I think the moon rhythms and where if we talk about the moon and do a ritual and do a meditation and I talk about the astrology that's really leveling and everybody can do that and then maybe there's something for people who are more advanced and want and just want to be able to talk to people about charts but I'm thinking about it because what I would love is for everybody to be together but maybe it's like you have one school you know your primary school from four to eleven but there's still different classes within it you it's not really sensible to put everybody in the same class is it I mean, it's like, oh, we're Aquarius. We're going to do that. Um, but it's still nice to have the end of year assembly where everyone gets together. So I really want to keep it simple and practical and easy and doable whilst also making it welcoming for absolute beginners and pros, near pros. So my brain is thinking that through. Any feedback? very welcome okay so mercury retrograde how are you getting on with it mercury is a planet of communication and i think it's just so helpful to know that mercury is retrograde 
all astrology is helpful. How people do life without understanding that Mercury's retrograde and therefore you're going to make allowances here, there and everywhere. People aren't going to get back to you. The computer's going to be a bit dodgy. The train might break. We organized, I organized a meeting last week and then I was like, oh, don't be stupid. You know, it was a time, short time frame. It wasn't necessary. There was no need to do it that day. So we didn't do it that day because you're asking for trouble almost. And also being able to take a deep breath when people mouth off, fire off, get emotional. You know, in my youth, in my 20s, I've, I've got, I'm very impatient. I don't know. I don't even know if it's fair to say that anymore, because, but I am <laughs> like naturally very impatient and would just want to just kick off. Just, But I don't. I've done a lot of yoga, go to yoga nearly every day and I have done for 10 years. And that space of being able to say, I am furious, but I am not going to react. There's a lot of pain in that space. It goes unseen <laughs> because I'm I'm frustrated. I'm emotional. I'm like outraged. That someone can be so stupid or so rude or so thoughtless. But it's like, okay, deep breaths, let it go. And with Mercury retrograde in Taurus, I've really been thinking about that as a skill. Oh, it's 2323. Last week my clock was 2020. What does this mean, 2323? If you ever Googled the 23 enigma, that's a good rabbit hole. Um, I'm talking about my oven clock that has the incorrect time. Anyway, back to Mercury retrograde in Taurus and the mindfulness of being able to work with your body and take a deep breath and hold your reactions because there will be such a temptation to just flip or you know like a tour a bull charges doesn't it Taurus is calm 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 and then they're like do you know what <laughs> and knowing that Mercury is retrograde adds an extra layer of patience to everything now you've got to then get the energy out your body so are you going for walks are you spending time in nature are you getting up earlier are you journaling are you doing the things for you that keep you sane um are you eating well eating well is such a huge one sugar is i'm really really thinking about my relationship with sugar all the time um in chinese medicine you look at the tongue for tongue diagnosis and I, my tongue has got uh, bite marks <laughs> all around the edge because it's, I'm not healthy enough. And the, the only thing it can be, because my life is otherwise really healthy, is the, is diet, is sugar. And I, I've noticed the difference between Lent and now so much. And I just keep thinking about it for society as well. And I saw a great post online about food in the States. And there's so many products in the States that are banned here in the UK or in France or Germany. Like the food is illegal. <laughs> we are eating banned substances in so many instances and we've just got used to doing it. And I do think there's a big shift um, because we have these eclipses in Taurus and Scorpio and we've got Mercury retrograde and Taurus at the same time. We're talking about it. We, people think I'm not the only one thinking this. I can't be. And people think about diet all the time. It's not about diet because of your body shape. It's diet for your health. Diet for, for your mind, diet for your energy levels, diet for your gut health, which then 
um, influences your your mental health. It's all about the gut. And this, what is it? Seventy percent of our serotonin lives in our gut. But if we annihilate our gut with sugar, it's just asking for trouble. And I, I know I've already said this. I know I'm probably repeating myself, but Mercury's a retrograde. I'm allowed to repeat myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's one thing. Actually, I made a little list. Where's my list? Oh, products. That was the other thing is cream. I've vegan trigger warning. Also worth talking about though, whilst we're here, because I I was veggie for seven years from 2015 to last year, 2022. Um, when we were filming in Greece, we I just basically in Greece, it, it was easier to eat meat. And I'd been starting to really get knackered um by because i wasn't eating properly i think being a vegan is really noble and i love animals i adore animals and i think if i felt much more aligned and in integrity with my values whilst i was veggie i really did i i felt that i'd been lied to because i remember finding out that like chicken was chicken and beef was cow and all the rest of it fish was fish I'm, I'm being so pissed off with my parents. <laughs> being like, they were like, yes, it's fine, sweetie, it's fine. And I was like, you're lying to me. I know you're lying. <laughs> and we're turning my back on them and doing my colouring in like bastards. And so I really, yeah, I really enjoyed being veggie because it just felt more aligned. It, it felt more true to who I am. And I felt like I'd never liked eating meat. I obviously had, but I'd never enjoyed sausages when they're gristly. Like that makes me want to die. And so I'd loved eating veggies and never getting that gristle. I want to die feeling. Sorry if you're eating, <laughs> but trigger warning. <laughs> um, but I was starving. I was starving. I saw my friend last night. A few, a few of my friends, like quite a few of my friends have stopped being veggie in the past year. And really totally independently, I'm talking like pandemic 2020, 2021, when I wasn't seeing anyone, so I didn't really know what people were eating. And it's interesting. It's an interesting Uranus through Taurus move because obviously plant-based is a massive trend. Since Uranus moved into Taurus, Uranus, the planet of change and revolution, moved into Taurus, a sign of food and earth and security and values in nature in 2018, and we'll stay there till 2024. And we're seeing this big shift. But I also lost faith or started to think about it differently because I read in one of my spiritual books that when everybody finds out that plants also scream and don't want to be picked, they'll think differently. So there is a sentience in nature, in plants that perhaps we don't completely understand. And I'm very open to that idea. I don't, I mean, you can quote me on it, but it's something I read and that makes sense to me in that nature wants to live. Plants want to live. They have their natural defenses to stop insects, insects eating them or animals eating them. They don't want to be eaten. None of us want to be eaten. And then I read that book, Cry of the Kalahari and in the, you know, in the uh, not jungle, I always say in the jungle, but jungle applies, but in the desert, anywhere in nature, the food chain applies. Now we are rational. We are different. We are man. We don't need to get involved in that at all. 
but yet we are also animals and it's it's the big debate between humans being animals and rational and then I start to think about um cows and nature and all the farmyard animals now of course industrial farming is horrendous I I get it honestly I I really get why people are vegan I get it and and really I really like I said I really respect it but also and I perhaps I could have eaten more nuts and supplements and things but it just didn't it didn't suit me at all and I like the idea of farm farming not industrial farming but organic farming at nature and the cycle of nature I and I'm just being honest and I, I don't I don't want to preach to you on this I'm I think it's quite clear that I'm not but I, I do think it's up for discussion at the minute because Mercury's retrograde in Taurus and we're all thinking about eating natural food eating food basically don't eat food that's got a barcode on it that's it don't eat food that comes in boxes can can we be healthy can we eat fruit and veg and it needs to be a massive shift because it's the it's food is medicine and we've we don't see it like that and also then the products that we put on our skin because Taurus is also the beauty sign isn't it Taurus also rules makeup and lipstick and your shampoos and your perfumes because Taurus rules our senses smell taste touch and it's ruled by Venus, the planet of beauty. So it's all the beauty industry. And so much of that is toxic. Really, like, what are we doing? What are we doing? And it's connected to the body and how we look after our body. I would expect more discussion on beauty products and the toxicity of them. because, Or at least just think about it. Maybe you're thinking about it already. Maybe this is something you've considered as you whack on your foundation and nail varnish and all the synthetic shit that we have been accustomed to using perfumes perfumes really mess with our hormones you know so ne- don't put them on your skin you can put put them on your clothes but try and avoid putting them on your skin because our hormones are delicate things and they are responsible for a lot of our mood as most of us know so how are we going to look after ourselves a bit more it's a big discussion and then with the eclipse next week a lot of that is going to be like a shocking change of change of mind. Uh, the emotional things that we've been sat on for a long time, uh, old stories, secrets, anything to do with our body. And it's already rumbling because Pluto is stationing. Pluto stations retrograde on the first. And we're we're really close to that now. If you're listening, it might even be the first. So when Pluto the planet that rules Scorpio stations from our perspective here on earth, it looks like he's changing direction. We are dealing with the underworld. Pluto is God of the underworld. He's, he's the planet that, or, you know, what is he? Asteroid? What did they, what did they say Pluto was? Let's just call him a planet. He's the planet that rules death and wealth and wealth therefore is part of this Taurus Scorpio axis, Taurus being value and cash and Scorpio being wealth and investment. And the banking sector is in for a ride next week at the Eclipse. I've just sent out my eighth house newsletter. It's on Substack now because it's a hell of a lot easier to copy and paste and put it into Substack than it is to bit by bit input it into my other email software. So you can sign up to that. The eighth house is a house 
house of sex, death and other people's money. And so I started that newsletter with my friend last year and he's a finance banker dude and he writes it and I annotate it depending on how much I understand it. <laughs> Basically, he's not writing about crypto much at the minute and crypto is where I can comment. Don't understand bonds, yields, governments, price of oil, don't really care unless I can see that if you are into investing, there is going to be some extreme volatility over the next two weeks. And that's where if people are into trading, want to make cash, that's how you do it when things are volatile. So bear that in mind. And another bank collapsing wouldn't be out of the question. Big big organizations, big financial revelations like cover-ups, um, invest governments you know our government has been investing in their mates companies for quite some time another revelation something like that and then again in your own life finding out your partner's got a secret bank account <laughs> finding out that they've gone only fans and you didn't know <laughs> finding out or maybe that's you know all you have and you might want to cover your tracks <laughs> or um what else what else normal in your own investments, are you are you diversified enough? I saw Pam Gregory. I was watching Pam's video. I love Pam. Pam's an astrologer, if you don't know. And she she said she said, if you're still watching the nightly news, then you're still in the theatre, <laughs> like that. Like Pam, I didn't know you were so direct, but I love it. So you know the the theatre of the news at the minute, everything's getting scarier and scarier because we're in this time of transition and. Pam is alluding to the idea that everything's getting noisier and more dramatic to try and cover up or distract everybody from the fact that the, the actual walls of the theatre are crumbling down, which astrologically makes sense because Pluto's at 29 Capricorn. And when Pluto, the planet of wealth and power and death, is at the very end of Capricorn, the sign of structure and hierarchy and banks and institutions, we can expect seismic changes and crumbling of institutions because that's exactly what is described. And Pluto in the USA birth chart, you know, countries have birth charts too, 4th of July, 1776, potentially it might be a different year, 17-something, was at 27 cap in their second house of finance. And that's why, you know, the it, the dollar, as far as I'm concerned, is it, it's, its time is up. But maybe it's going to be reborn. You, I uh, don't know. <laughs> I do not know, but I do know that it's definitely not having the best time of its life because they printed so many dollars in the pandemic. And therefore, they created a situation that promoted inflation because they devalued the currency. So let's go through the days of the week. I'm not going to do today because it's already 10 to 4. So let's have a look at Thursday. Thursday, mes amis, we have Pluto stationing at zero Aquarius. Okay. 90 degrees away in the sky, right angle. We have the North Node at four Taurus and the Sun at seven Taurus. And opposite Pluto, we'll have the Moon that will then square the Sun and the North Node. In Leo, that's called a fixed T-square or a fixed grand cross if we include the south node in Scorpio. That's not relaxed. <laughs> it's the kind of thing, to be honest, like I said in the podcast two weeks ago when the moon was in Aquarius, 
interesting for crypto was my exact statement. I'm just passing that on with what I said, because fixity tends to boost crypto. But don't quote me, not financial, not financial advice. I'm just an astrologer. I don't know what I'm doing. Think about it and start watching it if you're interested. Watch the graph of the price of Bitcoin and how it moves with the moon because it is the most exciting thing you'll ever see if you are surrounded by skeptics or people who don't believe in astrology or you're just new to it and you just see how the moon moves people's emotions as discussed and emotions affect what people buy in the stock market or in the shops but no one's tracking that apart from consumer insights and you don't have access to that in real time so if you want to look at the price of gold, the price of crypto, the the strength of the dollar, the investors, the guys who are putting the money in and the retail investors, i.e. consumers, muggles who don't really know what they're doing, but sit at home on the computer investing, or maybe people who do know what they're doing, sitting at home investing. We are doing it in accordance with our emotions, with our sentiment, with how we feel, how confident we feel. If everybody's like, yeah, Bitcoin's going up, confidence, they're all buying, the price goes up. But it's rooted in confidence. Confidence is just a feeling. And it's that's how finance works. And that's why I loved it. Because all these crypto bros and all the people trading, they're trading on sentiment. That's all they're doing. And technical analysis and all of that is about the mood of the market, the trend. And that is actually influenced by the moon and all the planets. And it's brilliant. It's brilliant. But... It's also a very tense Thursday. So what am I saying with that? I, In cycles, I said there's an almost volcanic release ready to blow. This provides you with the fuel to maintain momentum after last week's intentions. So, you know, we set these new intentions, these powerful intentions at the eclipse last week. And now we are heading into a fixed Grand Cross or a fixed first quarter moon in Leo. There is also power, 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 power. It's opposite Pluto, <laughs> uh, whereas the eclipse was square to Pluto. So blaze on with your confidence and your personal power as you reframe your goals and celebrate yourself. Because this is strong, strong vibes, guys. Um, but you wouldn't want to get into an argument with anyone. If you're in a situation, uh, maybe a legal battle or a relationship issue or finances or um, what have we got if you look at this sun in Taurus moon in Leo a pride any situation where pride's involved pride is the main word I'd use not arrogance really I mean you could have a bit of arrogance but I think there's a where your pride is getting in the way of being able to say do you know what forget it do you know what I'm going to walk away do you know what it's all right. Don't worry. I'm letting it go. Can you let it go? Or are you going to stand there like a bull ready to charge? You're like, no, I'm going to destroy you. You have a choice <laughs> whether you want a really stressful fight where nobody's going to give in or you take the higher road and get out. That's how I, that's kind of tomorrow. Are you just going to be willful? And maybe you need to be willful. And if you need to be willful, then will is strong tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm talking about Thursday, the 27th of April. Okay, so that's, that's enough on Thursday. Friday, moon moves on and moves to trine Jupiter. 
which is lovely. Moontrain Jupiter, less tense, still fixity, but more more of a buoyant, let's make things happen, creative vibe as opposed to you're getting in my, my way and I can't do what I want to do vibe, which is Thursday. Saturday, we have Mars sextile Uranus, which is quite erratic, but also quite fun. I'm going on a Hindu. I, I mean, I'm here for that. That is <laughs> that is fun vibes. Sextiles is supportive, um, but they're also pretty wild. I have this aspect in my chart, actually. Mars sextile Uranus. And so I know about it, obviously, because you read about your own stuff a lot. It's the first thing you learn. One of the things in the books is these people don't wait for red, red lights or the green man. They cross the road wherever they want. <laughs> I'm just like, yes, because for you, you know, I'm dangerous to be around. I always say to people when I'm walking around, like, don't trust me when you cross in a road. I just because I'm impatient. So if I see a gap, I'm gone. I'm, I'm over that road. <laughs> and then people nearly get run over. And they're like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Like I crossed. Sorry, it wasn't a green man. You've got to stay alert, baby. And it's just kind of uh, independent, but slightly unpredictable. And that road crossing thing is my favorite way of explaining Mars Uranus. It's also the male model, uh, Mars Uranus. I remember reading that because they're like flashing their masculinity. <laughs> also, flashes. I'm not a flasher, <laughs> but Mars Uranus. Well, Uranus is the um, aspect of flashes. There were loads at my school. I went to an all-girls school, but it was in a dodgy area of knots. It was in the red light district, basically. So there was always these weirdos driving around, winding down the windows, trying to pick us up. And then the Arboretum, which was a part behind our school, had there was always these weirdos flashing, which obviously the girls, we all thought was hilarious. And the teachers would be like, sit down. We'd all be at the window like, ah. <laughs> oh, God. Psychologists. Got my contact details. Okay. That's Saturday. <laughs> There's a moon Saturn, but not till late. So it's actually Sunday moon Saturn. That speaks to hangovers. And eating well. Moon in Virgo on Sunday. So, you know, do the Virgo things. I'm going to be getting on board with my diet preaching from earlier vegetables, juices, cleansing, getting in a routine, getting organized, blah, 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 blah. Just, a, you know, Sunday, not particularly exciting. Have a nice day. We do have Sun, Mercury, Uranus already forming a conjunction in the sky now. So unpredictability is par for the course until we're out of eclipse season. We, we, are, an, we are under unpredictable skies. Monday, Monday, Mercury Casimi. Yes, 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 yes. And it's bank holiday, isn't it? And uh, the Mercury Casimi is late. It's about midnight on the 1st. Mercury is basically exactly conjunct the sun. So we can't see it because it's in the sun's flames. But wh when it's Casimi, it means it's like completely in the sun's flames and therefore powerful. It's sort of like turbo. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's not just passing through it's given some of the power from the sun and mercury is our mind so we're in the midst of mercury retrograde but that means we can really dig into the subconscious get our ideas have some clarity 
like with the community that I'm doing, I'd like to think that by Monday I, I, I'm going to have clear ideas. The, in the in the academy, I normally sit and I journal and I'm like, get it all out. And I can write whole courses. I can do so much under academy. So that's late Monday evening in the UK. And that's also Pluto changing direction day. So that's Pluto stationing. We've got a very powerful Monday the 1st. And it's the first day of May. New chain, like new season, new feeling, new personal month. It, every new month is in your numerology is a new personal month. That's why you always feel it. I always feel it anyway. It's like, oh, it's May, boom. And you've got new energy wash over you. It's very subtle. Probably never been taught to feel it or think about it. But it, there is always a new energy to every month. And it's to do with the numerology and probably loads of other things. But the numerology is strong, personal month. So Monday's interesting. The moon moves to Libra on Tuesday, trying the moon, trying, eventually trying Venus. That's very nice. That is chill, communicative. You can transform the way you think about relationships. We also have Juno, the marriage broker, in Gemini, at zero Gemini as of the 2nd of May. And she will obviously be trying to Pluto, which is also at zero. So we've got Juno at zero, Pluto at zero. And at a certain point, we'll have the moon at zero Libra. So that's a really powerful grand trine. I'll tell you the exact moment of that. It is, it's 7 a.m. on Tuesday morning. We have three planets at zero. So we have the moon at zero, Pluto at zero, and Juno, if you include her. She's an asteroid. Don't worry if you don't know. She's Jupiter's wife, basically. Jupiter's king of the gods. He's the planet of luck, planet of opportunity, and he rules Sagittarius. And he has a wife that nobody talks about because we have very patriarchal masculine astrology, even though astrologers are slowly, slowly working to incorporate these planets. And Juno is all about marriage. And in, in Gemini, she really values communication. The moon in Libra is all about relationships and needing peace and needing harmony. And then Pluto's here to transform and dig deeper. So this is a really good day for conversation with people you love, I would say, particularly Tuesday morning for negotiating, for bringing ideas together, for connecting with new people. I like this chart. And again, we've still got Sun conjunct Uranus. We've still got unexpected, unexpected things happening. And then on Wednesday, this carries on. The moon will square Mars in the evening. And we are building, building, building towards the eclipse. And so on Wednesday, that vibe continues, really. Um, we have... Moon and Libra, Venus and Gemini, they will be trining at a certain point. A lot of talking and being easygoing, relatable, but <laughs> please remember that the backdrop is Pluto has re recently stationed retrograde and we have a lunar eclipse incoming. So these are important conversations that need to be had. And of course, it can always be a conversation with yourself. You can get clear on what you want in a relationship. How It's very simple in a way. Now, please understand that relationship astrology is my thing. And I've spent years trying to understand people and myself and my relationships. And in it, with Chiron on my ascendant, this really is what I'm here to teach and learn about. But if we do communicate honestly, and if we do have standards and stick to them, it's not that complicated. But we just find it difficult to have standards and difficult to express ourselves I think again 
hear for your feedback on that one. But if we can, in this eclipse corridor, find the bravery to be honest about what we need to do for ourselves, is there something you need to check up on? Is there a dodgy knee that you've been ignoring or a funny lump somewhere? Is there someone at work who's been making your life difficult that you might need to have a conversation with? Is there someone in your family who has been behaving in a bit of an underhand way and everybody's aware of it, but nobody can be bothered to deal with it? Is there something going on at your child's school that isn't ideal and again, people are aware of it, but they can't be bothered to handle it. This is this is part of it. This is people don't often want to deal with things because it's awkward and it's difficult. And an eclipse corridor and a lunar eclipse, we're like, can't ignore this anymore. <laughs> I can't just sit and watch this, or it's not going to solve itself. This isn't going to go away, or this isn't going to get better. I've just got to be honest. And I can't pretend because being pretend because pretending is killing me. I heard Melanie Sykes on the radio this morning on Virgin saying about how she just can't pretend, how she can't she just can't do it. She can't do TV. Like radio's all right, but TV and the glamour and the you know all of that, all the showbiz, she just hates it. And I was like, I feel ya. And she's obviously recently diagnosed as autistic ADHD, basically Aquarius, Uranian. I don't actually have Melanie's chart, but. Um, I do talk about this a lot that from as far as I'm concerned, not just me, but a diagnosis of, and I don't want to make this about Melanie, please separate what I've just said, because I feel like that would be that would be disrespectful to somebody who has just come spoken openly about their sensitivity. I'm going to talk about me now because I relate to that. I, I cannot be fake. I hate it. I've always hated it. I, I, If I'm in a situation where I have to laugh at things I don't find funny and everyone else is laughing, I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> what is wrong with all these people? Um, and I am 90% sure, 95% sure that if I was di went to do a test for autism, ADHD, I'd, I'd have both because I relate. I really love ADHD people. They're my favorite people. And all all of my friends in the past two years have gone and had a diagnosis. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, come on. You can't all be. But then someone's like, well, like attracts like, you know. And you can read the Contemporary Astrologer's Handbook and Aspects in Astrology by Sue Tompkins that it's Uranian. And the descriptions are more bespoke and more interesting and more useful. And with those descriptions, you get an idea of how to use your skills and how to understand yourself and your personality and the people you love. And it's it's deeper, more detailed, more interesting than being like, boom, ADHD. I would love to see everybody's chart, you know, because I like quick, I like Uranian people. I like a Mars Uranus because I'm impatient. I don't want to hang around with slow people. I don't. Drive me mad. <laughs> to Mexico with Checky, my lovely friend. Or I do loads of things with my friends who that like who are really Neptunian, and I like you know I've ordered and eaten, and they're still staring at the menu, and I'm like, come on, do me a favor, I want to go to the beach. Um, so there we go. And today a slightly different pod. This is always a work in progress, but when I was planning it, I was just like, ah, oh, what what am I saying here? 
<laughs> look at all the symbols to get bored. And I'm trying to balance. Obviously, a lot of new people have, have followed me this week because I was on um, Might Delete Later. Is that the pod? I think it is. With Alex Light and M. Clarkson, which was really nice to f- make. They they We filmed it, filmed it, recorded it in Bermondsey, which is where I live. I was like, that's cool. <laughs> There's a podcast studio down, uh, seven minutes away, which I may well use one day one day but until then I'm here and yeah loads of people are messaging in there's but I'm very aware now that there's brand new beginners who are going to be listening to this and are now on my Instagram which I love I love a beginner I love teaching learn 3D birth chart I love people going from not being able to understand themselves and being interested you know, knew they were a Libra or knew they were a Virgo and really got it but now they're like, oh my God, moon sign rising sign. Wow, like deep dive. I love that. But I'm very aware of speaking to everyone or trying to speak to everyone, which people say, you know, you've got to have your niche. You can't do that. But you can. <laughs> you can if you just, op- you know, we'll see, won't we? You can give me feedback. <laughs> pissed off the vegans, pissed, <laughs> pissed off, <laughs> pissed everyone off today. But, you know, we're between eclipses. I hope I didn't piss off the vegans. I hope I let you know that I really respect you. And I also really respect the meat eaters. And I and I and I mean that because I wouldn't say it if I didn't mean it. Do you know what I mean? Like I really understand why we all do things differently, and that's the gift of astrology. And it really helped me as somebody highly sensitive, not oversensitive, let's not put a judgment in there. Highly sensitive and opinionated. You know, Mercury conjunct Neptune, very sensitive. Sun conjunct Uranus and Sag, pretty opinionated and short-tempered. And I find things so frustrating. I find everything irritating, honestly. There's a reason I live alone. It's it's very, (laughs) things are annoying. Things are really annoying. I'm, yeah, HSP. Um, and that is why I love astrology, because it's helped me to understand how I operate, what I need to stay sane, the deep breath that we did at the beginning, the yoga, the diet, the meditation. And also just knowing that because the difficult thing with my chart is that really feisty bit, but then the really sensitive bit. And if I kick off and create a situation or if I speak out, you know, if I say too much, then I'll be upset that I've done it because I don't want to upset people. But I also do want to make I do want to say things. Because I, I'm a Sag, Sun conjunct Uranus. It's like, it's, I just have to, have to say what I think. And maybe again, you could say that was autism because Sun conjunct Uranus is the signature of autism. But I know it's Uranus. And I stand by that. I do. Because that's what medical, that's why medical astrology is amazing. That's why if you've got a weird illness, dizziness, stomach upset, acne, um, whatever ibs you can see a medical astrologer and they'll be able to talk through your chart with you to get to the root of it to get to the issue in your life that is creating this imbalance and and that's what we need we can't just have this is what's wrong with you bye it doesn't work and that's why health is so important to what i want to do going forward as an astrologer okay very preachy episode today I hope not I mean I hope not and I I hope that it's palatable when I say shit you know that's what I hope 
hope for us all. Because <laughs> we've got to be able to talk about things. And I was talking, I commented on Gemma's Instagram, um, plant, plant Powered Doctor. And she's lovely, Gemma, with a lovely voice and a lovely face. And I, we off, I often disagree with her on her Instagram. But always know that she's calm and she's going to handle it and take it the right way and ha- we have some good debates. And she's obviously plant power. And I was like, yeah, I was, but I'm not anymore. And then someone, you know, everyone came up in the comments and I was talking to people in comments and I wrote a big reply, but you know how people in Instagram have said so-and-so does not allow you to mention them in the comments. So I often reply to people and then it's really long post and press post. And then my reply vanishes because I couldn't mention them. But I thought it was a really interesting conversation from because particularly because I've gone back on what I said, which also is a characteristic Uranian thing to do. So for us people who have sun conjunct Uranus or Mars Uranus, we have an opinion, we're really strong with it, and then we just flip and go completely back on ourselves. So therefore you can ignore everything I say. Anyway, learn to read your birthright in a week was great. I'm going to run it again soon, very soon. Website's coming very soon. Learn to predict is actually already live. Um, but I'm just recording more videos and putting more stuff in it and the community is coming, but I will be very interested in your feedback and so deep breaths. If you've been listening to this, I hope you've enjoyed, uh, my ram rants, rants and raves and thoughts on this week. It's a big week, a lot going on, but this is where the stuff happens and that's the turning points in our lives really happen at eclipses. So I hope you breathe well and eat well and sleep well and make the most of this very electrifying time. You have been listening to Francesca Oddi on the Astrology Oddcast. This is my weekly pod where I talk about the astrology of the week and the ups and downs and experiences we're all going through. If you like this pod, please pass it around, give it to your pals. If you don't like it, do nothing. (laughs) And um, talk to you soon.